Hello, we, this is just a test. We were talking to see how loud I am and how loud Suzanne is and where the mic needs to go. Suzanne, Test. Is this loud enough? Am I too loud? Do I sound like Sarah? Do I sound like Sarah? I hope so. Welcome to Of Course Why Not, where we talk about anything, of course, because why not? I should, I should change my intro. I think that I should change it and make it less dumb. Why is it dumb? It's not. It is just because it's not flashy. Only if you think it is. See? Subjective. Subjective. Today we are going to be talking about breaking news. Suzanne, what is our topic, please? We are going to explore whether or not breakfast should be your largest meal of the day, and does it make any difference at all? Does it make any difference? So are we approaching this with a particular lens? Are we using cultural, scientific, theory, preference? You could argue all of the above. We would be here for a long time. Culturally speaking, the... We don't, we don't know yet if it's just the English or all Europeans, but they say, you know, breakfast like a king, mm. lunch like a queen, and mm -hmm. dinner like a pauper. So you're supposed to have your biggest meal at breakfast is kind of how the English phrase goes. Is that a real, like, a real thing? The yeah, king, queen, I, pauper? Didn't, I didn't make that up. Oh, that's like something that people say. Okay. Yeah. And in America, we kind of flip it where we tend to do our smallest meal for breakfast or we just don't even eat it at all because a lot of people think that breakfast is not important. Do they? And yes. Yeah, a lot of people do. I, I, I would say more of like health science now is educating people as to the importance uh, of breakfast. Because I, I was going to say, I see a lot of articles telling people, hey, breakfast is important. So in my head, I'm like, oh, I see that message spread. But at the same time, they're probably putting that message out there because it is not actually done right yeah. yeah yeah so there's a lot of um advertising i guess it that's directing people towards eating breakfast making mm. breakfast the most important meal of your day starting your day off right with a healthy nutritious breakfast you know um instead of where we have tended as kind of american culture towards dinner as your biggest meal mm -hmm. uh I don't know, for whatever, I mean, I, I would imagine for a variety of reasons, right? Depending on your family situation, like, I think you gotta of, bust it out the door in yeah. the morning, you don't have time for breakfast, or... It's very you know. rushed. Yeah. Very rushed culture. And actually, like, I'm, I'm seeing that a lot of Americans don't really, they don't really think about a lot of long-term health, like, yeah. benefits. They're just, like, kind of rushing. Mm-hmm. So, like, maybe dinner at the end of the day when everything's kind of done, you're not really thinking about it as much. It's like, oh, finally I can get around to yeah. making that that meal. So. Yeah. And for me, I just, historically speaking, I'm not a huge fan of breakfast foods at breakfast. Like, like waffles? Yeah, a lot of American breakfast foods <laughs> are, very, are very sugary. Yeah. Right? You cereal. have sugar and pancakes, sugar and cereal, sugar and granola, yogurt. Uh, waffles, muffins, a lot of them have sugar, or if it's not sugar, it's heavy carb, right? We go bagels, toasts, breakfast sandwiches, yeah. croissants, right? So that is a lot of like good. Yeah, a lot of like typical 
American breakfast foods mm-hmm. are super heavy and not my favorite. Mm-hmm. And then I also have a weird thing with eggs where they actually make me hungrier. Like if I eat two or three scrambled <laughs> eggs for breakfast, like an hour or two later, I'm hungrier than if I had not eaten anything at all. Is it because your body's like, oh, I need to use this up. And so it like, I don't know, maybe. this really active mode of consuming Maybe so then it it, and then it's all gone, and you're still in that mode. So maybe like it kickstarts my metabolism in the morning. Mm. I don't know. So I would say I am like most Americans. I eat a smallish oh. breakfast and a large dinner. But is that bad? Like, is it? So, so what we're exploring also is: is it connected to weight in any way? Right? Mm. Is eating a large dinner connected to weight gain? Is eating a large breakfast connected to weight loss? I have a couple thoughts. Do tell. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just going to think about them quietly, actually. Um, Hi, Finnegan. We have a cat. He is also wanting to get in on some breakfast information. He thinks breakfast is very important. He also thinks lunch is very important. And he also thinks dinner is very important. So this is a very balanced cat. (laughs) Um, Eats all day. Eats all day. (laughs) Please leave comments if you would like to know more about Finnegan. And we will invite him to be on the show. It will be a very short episode. Um, his vocabulary is very limited. <laughs> he's, he, yeah, he's learning. Anyways, you were sharing your thoughts. Oh, yes. So I was thinking maybe should we compare America, kind of America culture first and then go to the English or how, how would you, how would you like to do that? I know you have some articles. I don't know what they say, but yeah. you're looking at them. So maybe yeah, I pulled up some us. articles, but we did not read them at a time. So, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to react on the show with you guys this, we're hearing this for the first time as well all right so i'm just gonna i'm just gonna open the first one here that says eating i'm, I'm also my source is nbc news so just okay. take it with a grain of salt here sure. uh, eating a big breakfast and light dinner doesn't lead you to burn more calories study finds oh it says okay so people who eat the bulk of their calories in the morning don't lose more weight than those who eat more calories at night, but they might feel less hungry during the day. Hmm. So at that point, it's really like how you feel. It's not, you don't have to follow any kind of trend. It's, it's really just like, do you like feeling hungry throughout the day? No. Okay, then eat breakfast. Yeah, I also think it may depend on... Because metabolisms can be trained mm-hmm. as well. Like yeah, we're not we're not gonna totally open the intermittent fasting can of worms, but like that's something that requires training, mm-hmm. right? You can't just be like, I'm gonna have an eight hour eating window, and go do that today, and mm-hmm. not have a really hard time with that. Mm-hmm. Most people slowly narrow their eating window by like one or two hours a week. They don't just cut it from you no. know a twelve hour no, window yeah. to to an eight hour window. So. Um, Anyways, metabolisms can be trained is what that, the point of that statement was. So in this case, if I eat a small breakfast, is it still possible that I won't necessarily be hungry all day because that's what my metabolism is used to? Mm. Uh, so in this case, we might have to ask the listeners to chime in because this is there's only two of us here. So Right. So our questions for the listeners would be, do you eat your biggest meal for breakfast or mm-hmm. dinner? Mm-hmm. Or and, lunch, if you want to yeah, eat different. Yeah, or lunch. And how satiated do you feel after 
said meal. Mm. You know what we should talk about in our next episode? Yeah. What? Decision fatigue. Oh, that is so good. I because it very much relates to this topic right yeah. now, right? So if I if I'm eating like this, when, like yeah. if I'm hungry all day, right? I'm gonna yeah. make like bad decisions. This so this is what they say is if you are, and this is maybe what this article is getting at too. You run out is, of willpower. Right. You want run out of willpower by the end of your day. So if you end up really really hungry at the end of your day. Because you ate a small breakfast mm -hmm. and a medium lunch, mm -hmm. then I'm lacking willpower and I'm really hungry and I'm maybe not going to make the best choices for my super heavy dinner. Yeah. And I may eat it later than is, you know, also recommended, right? Yeah, yeah. Air quotes Freedom. recommended. They Digest say, you know, yeah, they say, you uh -huh. know, leave yourself a few hours to, before you go to bed um, after dinner. But anyhow, yeah, just... That's a different. That's a different conversation for a different day. A little, little bit of an overlap <laughs> there, but yeah. Uh, okay, so this was also a UK study, by the way, that, oh. that I referenced, since this is kind of a UK thing. Uh, so then it says, unlike the UK study, other research has suggested that people who eat a large breakfast can see decreases in their body mass index. Can can. So maybe it's like one of those things where you pair it with other things you get better results than if you didn't yeah so it's like very insignificant but it can help possible yeah yeah so with this one they used it says the subjects were given more high quality nutrient rich foods mm, so for uh, for what meal this was for the large breakfast okay where they did see a decrease in their body mass index now, the initial study that I referenced, it had people follow this diet for four weeks where they consumed 45% of their daily calories at breakfast, 35% at lunch, and 20% at dinner, and then mm -hmm. reverse those percentages for the other participants in the mm -hmm. study. Uh, their big breakfasts consisted of foods like cereal, toast, eggs, sausage, smoothies, and yogurt. Not what I would consider to be like a super healthy, like if I'm going to eat a heavy, big, like calorically dense breakfast, right? I'm going to go for more eggs, vegetables, like an omelet, yeah. quiche, frittata Maybe type thing, too. some avocado. Yeah, some fruit. Not, um, not just starch. that. Those were all like real carby, sugar related foods. And I, so I, yeah, I could see why eating 45% of your <laughs> calories with those items mm. would not lead to weight loss. Mm -mm. So that study is very, very dependent on what those calories are from. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. So let's go to so another that's, one. That was a UK article. Yeah. So they're biased, basically. Yeah. But they were actually biased <laughs> towards eating a larger dinner. <laughs> So we just want to be like each other, basically. We just want to be which the grass is greener on the other right? side. Right? Yeah. Here it is. Here it is. Mm. Breakfast like a king, lunch like a prince, uh, and dine like a pauper. So uh -oh. the, this is the suggestion is that by doing this, you will burn more calories and improve your metabolic health, i.e. keep your blood sugar levels and blood cholesterol in a healthy range. 
That's a totally different animal. I think that very largely depends on again, what are you How eating? You, yeah. yeah, what are you what are those calories? Yeah, it's a little um, simplified there. Yeah, for sure. Let's see. So this is the second article? Yep, this okay. is the second article. Uh, all right, let's see. Researchers from the University of Aberdeen. I, I don't know where that is. I don't know if that's in America. Hmm. I'm not sure. Um, recruited 30 healthy, overweight men. Could potentially be considered an oxymoron. Um... <laughs> Men and women, and asked them to follow a diet where they would spend four weeks eating most of their calories in the morning. Okay. This could actually be referencing the same exact study without mm. including the thing, but different I don't know. perspective, maybe. Uh, let's see. Oh, no, okay, it's different. Oh, there's pictures. So, yep, there is a picture of what is supposedly a healthy meal. Eggs? Tomatoes? Um, bread? No, that's a sausage. What are those? Those are, those are like, little Vienna sausages, oh. and the... I. Beans? Bean. Oh, uh, oh, English beans. This is, so beans. this would be an English breakfast. I right? guess. Also, have you ever seen an English breakfast? Like, their plates for breakfast, like, it literally is eating like a king. Like, mm-hmm. there's so much food shoved on that plate. I just, I, I, it would definitely require some training of my system to get used you to You have to wake up really early. That, to, that much, uh, that many calories. That. that many calories. Yeah. Um. Okay, so it's a different study. Okay. So it said that their meals were um, a little bit more controlled in terms of protein to carb ratio. Um. So 30% of the calories from protein, 35 carb, 35 fat. Very specific. Okay. Yeah. There's so many variables you can control in any of these studies, right? We can be like, oh, we'll try with a keto diet, try with a paleo diet. Mm-hmm. There's just so many things. Um so, as they were on a tightly controlled, high-protein diet, the volunteers lost a decent amount of weight. Hmm. Uh, but they lost just as much, just as fast, whether they were eating a big breakfast or a big dinner. So, it's just basically what you eat. It's what you eat. Yeah. Yep. The only real difference was that when they ate a large breakfast, they felt less hungry during the day than when they ate a slap-up dinner. <laughs> I'm not sure what that means, but, um, okay. So the two articles are saying similar things. Do we have anything that contradicts, let's see, like any, any opposing view? Do it? What are the other articles? I'm curious to know what people are thinking. So this is from Men's Journal. Again, you know, I'm not going to claim that these are reputable sources. <laughs> As a science brain, you know, I'm definitely going to give that disclaimer that these my, are... Um... My show is reputable. <laughs> right. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Why not? Sure. <laughs> okay, so the title of the article is Make Breakfast Your Largest Meal of the Day. That's not pushy at all. And their author starts out by saying people who eat a large breakfast and then taper their meal sizes throughout the day or even ditch dinner altogether weigh less than those who feast at night. That is a very broad, vague statement, right? They weigh less. They weigh less. Well, what are you wearing? Who's the sample size, too? It's like... That is so... (laughs) That is, like, just a really broad... 
poorly worded sentence. Interesting. Obviously not from a journal article. <laughs> scientific peer-reviewed journal. Um, let's see. So th- she's referencing a new study published in the Journal of Nutrition. Mm. And this was written back in 2017. So that was a new study in 17 or 16. That said, people who make breakfast their largest meal and eat lighter lunch, even lighter dinner, typically weigh less than those who follow the opposite plan. I feel like that's very misleading. There's, there's got to be some kind of like conspiracy thing of companies that want you to buy breakfast. <laughs> so here's, here's their sample. 50,000 Seventh-day Adventists. Over a seven-year period. Seven years? So it says that members of this religion tend to avoid alcohol, cigarettes, Um, eat very little meat, and exercise regularly, making them ideal fit for dietary studies. I never would have thought of that. That makes sense. Um, So yeah, I guess within that 50,000 sample size, which is a pretty good sample size. Yeah. Um... With people who have relatively similar dietary restrictions, we could call them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Habits. Yeah. That, well, and the habit that I would refer to is the ones who ate the larger breakfast or the ones who ate the larger dinner. So they're, they're controlling relatively well for variables here with that specific group. Uh, so basically, yeah, they're, they're saying of that 50,000, the people who ate a larger breakfast weighed less than the people who ate a larger dinner. That is interesting. I wonder when people started thinking about that. I wonder if this was like a fairly like new, newer idea. Because I feel like, like, I don't know, a couple hundred years ago, like nobody would have really cared. Yeah, let's but see. It's interesting. It's interesting. I think that um, I need to check on the muffins that are in the oven. We'll, so take, a, we'll, we'll take a break. We're going to take a brief hiatus, and um, I'm going to find some type of sound clip that sounds like an advertisement so that you feel like this is a real show. Easy bake, easy bake, fast as you can. Mix them up, mix them up, pour them in the pan. Slide them in, slide them in, let them bake now. Slide them in, slide them out, easy bake, Wow! The muffins are a success. Suzanne has another article for us. Okay, so this is from medicalnewstoday.com, which is feeling a little bit more credible, but, you know, (laughs) we'll find out. And it's titled, Is Breakfast Really the Most Important Meal of the Day? Suspicious question there. Gives us a little history here. Mm. It says, Breakfast earns its title as the most important meal of the day back in the 1960s, after American nutritionist Adele Davis suggested that to keep fit and avoid obesity, one should eat breakfast like a king, etc. So that phrase originated in the 1960s. Okay. Which is interesting. So that then begs the question of, like, was this just a nutritional trend? Like we see, like right now, like intermittent fasting is very trendy, right? They're mm-hmm. saying that's the best diet, you know, mm-hmm. it's the healthiest thing, blah, blah, blah. Do this every few years, they come up right. with something else. Like, you know, three yeah. or four years ago, keto was all the rage. And then before that, paleo was all the rage. And then mm-hmm. it was Atkins and, you know, all these diet fads. I mean, anyhow, this I found interesting. Um, 
So a recent study of 30,000 adults. So the article I'm reading from was mm -hmm. written pretty much exactly a year ago. Mm. So a recent study was a little over a year ago. Sure. 15%, uh, excuse me, 30,000 adults were in this study. 15% of them regularly skipped breakfast. However, many still believed it to be the most important meal of the day. Breakfast provides the body with important nutrients to start the day feeling energized and nourished. So, down here, we read some more articles. 2021 Systematic Review, 14 observational studies found that those who eat breakfast seven times per week have a reduced risk for heart disease, diabetes, obesity, high blood pressure, stroke, abdominal obesity, cardiovascular-related death, and elevated LDL cholesterol. I do have a question. Yes. So that, that study is based on people who ate breakfast seven days a week. What if you eat breakfast eight days a week? You'd be living in an alternate universe. I also didn't mean to say days. I meant to say times. So that would be considering that you could eat breakfast for lunch. Which is sometimes what I do, or rather, or like breakfast for dinner. Breakfast for dinner. Yeah. So, well, yeah, that actually is misleading because I'm eating breakfast foods at a right. time of day. Right. Which leads me to the next study. Mm -hmm. But let, let me just finish this one little caveat here. So at the end of that, she says... This study can only suggest that those who eat breakfast are more likely to have a reduced risk of the above mentioned things. It cannot prove that eating breakfast or that not eating breakfast mm -hmm. is what's causing those problems. Okay. So it's not causation, just a potential correlation. Okay. So this second article, mm -hmm. uh, 30,000 Americans who skip breakfast are missing out on important nutrients. So that's brain. what the study proved. So it's basically saying that the breakfast foods we eat have essential nutrients in them that if you don't eat breakfast, you may end up missing out on those throughout the rest of your day. I can think of as an example, eggs. Mm -hmm. Like for the, for the most part, avocados. Yeah, like the, some of those things that you like pretty much only eat at breakfast. Mm -hmm. You pretty much only eat eggs for breakfast. Some people, sure, they might have, you know, hard-boiled eggs on a salad. Yeah, this or is for like, more of Amer American yeah, breakfast. For, yeah, for yeah, the yeah. general breakfast, yeah. right? Um, so the, the nutrients were folate, calcium, which maybe perhaps like drinking milk, milk with your breakfast. Cream in your coffee. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, iron, vitamin A, B, 1, 2, 3, C, and D. Huh. So that's also going to be fruits. You know, so that sometimes that's true of me, where, like, the majority of my fruit eating happens with breakfast. Mm -hmm. I may not necessarily eat another piece of fruit the rest of the day. Like, I might have a pear with lunch or an apple with lunch, but pretty much never do I have fruit with dinner. So if I'm eating fruit, my fruit consumption is in the morning. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I might be missing out on some nutrients when I skip breakfast. That's a, that's a point. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. Yeah. Which again, circles back around to those earlier articles. 
it's more important of what you're eating. Right. Not necessarily when you're eating it. this I is kind of concluding on, like, literal, like, memes of vitamins. Mm-hmm. Not just, like, oh, maybe this or maybe this. It's, like, actually, like, you should be eating those. Eat them yeah. at breakfast. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, if you, if you take a multivitamin and it gives you all those things, you might want to disagree, but... Yeah. Maybe that's the fix. Maybe you should just be eating a multivitamin for breakfast. <laughs> Did you know, though, that if you eat vitamins and you are having it on an empty stomach, it sometimes does not sit well. That's true. That was me this for morning. Sure. Mm. Mm. Been there. Yeah, for sure. So I, I did get my breakfast. Um, so maybe, my, my either. maybe yeah. we could do a study or look for a study on the correlation between vitamin consumption and breakfast right maybe people who skip breakfast are less likely to consume vitamins oh because you don't general i mean for the most part we try to avoid taking vitamins on an empty stomach because yeah it makes it upset stomach so you're going to eat something in the morning if you're taking your vitamins Hmm. in the morning that's a whole so you'd have to see we'd have to read what that study was Again, what foods were those people eating yeah. or not eating that were low in those vitamins in the morning? Just all sorts of variables to control for yeah. in science. That's the hard part about reading a research article and knowing whether or not it's credible or even like what to take from it. And mm. then, um, you know, maybe change in your own life because there's a hundred different variables to control for that they may maybe necessarily didn't talk about or... Mm-hmm. Found the link. So, mm-hmm. anyways, <clears throat> so in summation, <laughs> have we decided? Is it better to eat your largest meal for no, breakfast? We or have not decided. Dinner? Well, I don't. Maybe you have. I haven't. I don't. I eat when I feel in, like it. <laughs> in 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 our preliminary research, I don't see anything that really definitively proves that it's related to weight gain. The only thing was the Seventh-day Adventist. Mm-hmm. That's the only one where I'm like, okay, maybe. Which they were maybe. exercising. It's not like... But they all were. They all were, yeah. They were all doing very similar things. Same, yeah. And the group that ate a bigger breakfast weighed less. Mm-hmm. But weight is not always a measure of health No, either. and that's what I was going to say is that like these articles are fixating on health. Um, weight mm-hmm. when it's like maybe you don't want to fixate on weight like for me personally like I just want to make sure I'm getting the vitamins and nutrients that I mm-hmm. need throughout the day like I don't the, the weight part is secondary which I hope that if I'm getting the right amounts of things the weight will come mm-hmm. and be kind of like an appropriate sort of ratio to that but that is subjective as well yeah yeah, the the one article that mentioned all those health issues, mm-hmm. that is interesting to the point of the benefits mm-hmm. Of, mm-hmm. of a bigger breakfast, but it didn't specify what they were eating. So, not helpful. Yeah. And you could argue, too, maybe, maybe in, in a scenario like that, a big, heavy dinner may be a little bit more fat dense I guess right so like you know when you think about here when we go out to a restaurant for dinner yeah like there's more fried things there's more bread there's more pasta there's 
you know, just you have to pay extra to get vegetables. That is, you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of times now a meal comes like you get your protein and your carb, Uh but you have to pay $5 for the side of broccoli or $4 to add on a green salad. That's kind of odd. Yeah. So I'm going to assume a lot of people, which my husband included, (laughs) just go, meh. I don't want to pay the extra for the vegetables, so I'm just not going to have vegetables with dinner, right? So then, again, it's as much as it's true what people are eating for breakfast. They make it inconvenient for you to be healthy. That too. But we also have to consider what are these unhealthy, overweight people eating for their big, heavy dinners. Mm-hmm. Right? So I really... Yeah. At the end of the day, what it boils down to for me is what you're consuming. Less mm-hmm. important of when you're consuming it, um, but really just focused on a, a well-balanced diet, which includes a hearty dose of fruits and vegetables. Yes. Doesn't matter when during the day. Yes. But or night. You can have a midnight snack. That counts. It's true. Our midnight snack is... It counts... Is- for you, not against you. And yes, we do have muffins, which we are going to eat. In the spirit of in the spirit. a big breakfast for dinner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Suzanne, do you have anything to say to our listeners? I think I've said plenty. <laughs> Please tell us in comments if we sound very similar. And, um... Please tell us what you would like to hear from us on our next time we get together. Thanks for joining us, Suzanne. Thank you for joining us, Finnegan. No, it's fine. I was just going to say my pleasure. What's good? Sarah here with a quick tidbit. If you have an Instagram, please go to of.course underscore y.not. Check out my feed. I post fun and flunky pictures. Leave me comments of what you liked about the show, hated about the show, want to hear on the show, don't want to hear on the show. Or if you want to be a guest star, please, please. New episode, anything but weekly. Peace out. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's good. (laughs)